TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. G&J guests appear on the Sissy's Log Cabin phone lines. We're back with the Giannato and Jeffrey Show, live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, on 92.9 FM ESPN. Robert Irwin Jewelers is the best place to buy an engagement ring, especially now with the summer of a 1,000 engagements going on. When you shop at Robert Irwin Jewelers, you'll get peace of mind with the meant-to-be guaranteed. Buy your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you have 365 days to return it. No questions asked at the full purchase price. Robert Irwin Jewelers also has more choices in every budget. They have the largest collection of natural diamonds as well as a large selection of lab-grown diamonds, so that way they're giving you options and you can make the comfortable choice for you. Also, don't be scared of the custom designing, or the custom or customly designing your engagement ring. It's nowhere near as terrifying as it sounds. You might be thinking, like, what the heck do I know about jewelry? Like, why, why would I do that? It's literally as simple as bringing in a picture of a concept, an idea, and then working with the people at Robert Irwin Jewelers and getting that perfect ring for you. Every designer diamond engagement ring at Robert Irwin Jewelers is fully customizable to accommodate the center diamond as well as the shape and the metal color of your choice. Robert Irwin Jewelers can make that a custom engagement ring again from something as simple as a drawing or a picture. So you can go wild and make it your own for your own love story. Howie and the family have been choosing engagement rings for the Mid-South for 40 years, so he knows what it's like. It's rings you won't see anywhere else. The biggest, brightest diamonds are all at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Less stress in a comfortable atmosphere, diamond shopping at Robert Irwin Jewelers is not intimidating. It is a big purchase for a life-changing event, but you want peace of mind. Go over to Robert Irwin Jewelers. Right now, you can ask now and pay later. Great financing options like 24 months, no interest, or you can take up to 60 months to pay at a low APR. For a limited time, you can buy one wedding band and get a second one half off. If you're already married or you already have your engagement ring you want to upgrade, now's the time to do so over at Robert Irwin Jewelers. It's the summer of a thousand engagements going on right now at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Six locations, or you can shop online at rijewelers.com. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices, all at Robert Irwin Jewelers. DeMichael Cole is going to join us in about 15 minutes. We'll get his thoughts as the Grizzlies and the NBA prepare to begin free agency in about an hour and 45 minutes or so. 
But before we do that, let's get into the list. Giannato and Jeffrey keep a list of the stories and people they need to talk about. Being on the list can be a good or bad thing. Listen to find out who made it and why. This is The List. You just made the list! On Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. ESPN. You just made the list! According to the New York Post, Andrew Marchand, he's been all over this story for the past couple of months, if you've been following it. ESPN is laying off some of its biggest stars, including Jeff Van Gundy, Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, Susie Kolber, and Jalen Rose, in a purge that's expected to result in around 20 on-air personalities being let go Friday, as the network hopes to save tens of millions of dollars, the Post has learned. ESPN informed all employees Friday morning of the forthcoming cuts on an internal website, according to a memo obtained by The Post. The five-paragraph note did not go into many specifics. According to Mershon, at the beginning of Disney's three rounds of layoffs, sources told The Post that at ESPN there would be no sacred cows when letting go of personnel. Van Gundy, Kellerman, Johnson, Colbert, uh, Colbert, Susie Colbert, beg your pardon, and Rose were also joined by NFL countdown analyst Matt Hasselbeck, NFL draft expert Todd McShay, college basketball analyst LaFonzo Ellis, Sports Center anchor Ashley Brewer, radio host Jason Fitz, host Jordan Cornette, and baseball writer June Lee. So I believe we've seen 12 names now, and if the number of 20 is to be believed, there could be some that will still trickle out throughout the rest of the day. In terms of what is interesting, I think, to to most people, I think the most shocking was to see Jeff Van Gundy's name because a lot of these names we had known, with like Max Kellerman and Keyshawn Johnson, well, we had known that ESPN had already made the decision to scrap the morning show, and it had widely been reported that Kellerman's deal was expiring. He was unlikely to get a new deal. The question with Keyshawn was he was just in the beginning of a new deal. What would they do? And it appears that a buyout has been reached with Keyshawn. But with Van Gundy, I think that certainly seemed to be one of the biggest surprises. I understand that some people are not the biggest fan. But overall with Van Gundy, I do appreciate someone who, whether or not you see it like he does, he does tell you like he sees it. And I am a little worried about the ESPN number one NBA crew because I just feel like we've seen when you leave Mark Jackson to his own devices, it's not really good. I do think it works pretty well with Van Gundy and him. I think they they play off each other really well. And then you've you kind of got the circus act to the right and bring, kind of bringing it all together. But I've not been the biggest fan of ESPN's NBA presentation. I, I just think when you compare it to when you compare it to Turner, the only other direct competitor that we see in terms of how they present the same thing, to me, Turner's product just blows it away. And not just the studio show. Like I just feel like when you watch a game on TNT, I just enjoy it so much more than when I'm watching the ESPN or the ABC product. Jalen Rose, I think it got some reaction, but... I had been seeing that his contract was up, and I felt like his name had been rumored that it was going to be a part of this as well. 
I think Susie Colbert was a little bit of an interesting one. But again, Marshawn had kind of mentioned this morning that she and he had included Steve Young were likely to go. McShay kind of took me by surprise. Um, you know, especially when you think about how important like draft conversation has become in terms of sustaining NFL coverage when there's not as much NFL news. But to me, the bigger question about all of this is, is this an effort to reorganize ESPN? Or is this an effort to perhaps sell off ESPN? So this will be the first year that ESPN has become its own entity. So Disney essentially made ESPN its own corporation. They'll have their own earnings report, whatnot. And there is some school of thought that perhaps Disney could be preparing to sell ESPN for massive cash influx. I think that's probably the the biggest question that I have. Anytime you see public names, it's always going to draw attention. But, I mean, to me, though, if you still look at it this way, ESPN, the people that ESPN has been building shows around, those people are still there. doesn't mean that you're rooting for anyone to lose his job or her job. It sucks. But I think that's just kind of how it's going right now in media. And to me, it seems I'm certainly keeping an eye on whether or not this is Disney perhaps selling ESPN. There's been thoughts that maybe Apple might try to acquire it some other streamers, Amazon, whatnot. I I just think in terms of like how we consume sports moving forward, this is something to watch. Also, you'll see a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of journos on Twitter complaining about Pat McAfee, you know, and the salary that he's getting, and yet these people are getting laid off. It's a straw man argument to me. If you really want to make, and if you want to make the point interesting, I, I think to me, the, the more interesting aspect is ESPN has other than when they were trying to boost Monday night football and they finally made the play on Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Like in general, ESPN has believed that ESPN's more powerful than the talent. Well, ESPN also signaled now like, well, we don't think we can raise, we can't groom home, like homegrown talent. We're going to go pay for it. And that's, to me, what McAfee signaled. You know, when you think about the homegrown talent, SVP, Greeny, Stephen A., I mean, that's kind of where it is. And, I mean, to me, the bigger question is, like, Scott Van Pelt did an interview earlier this week with Sports Illustrated and basically, like, I don't know how much longer I want to do this. It's like I still got a few years left of my contract. But, I mean, he, he kind of signaled that, Again, it could have been a negotiation tactic, but I don't really feel like Scott Van Pelt's the type of guy that negotiates through the media. He kind of signaled, hey, man, like my family's getting older. I'm going to kind of go do that. So interesting times over at the Worldwide Leader. The Pac-12. You just made the list. Yeah, this is from Ross Dellinger, outstanding college football reporter for SI. He had mentioned this on Twitter. At a board meeting today, Pac-12 presented presidents with an update on what's termed accelerated, end quote, progress on a TV deal. 
Only a general framework was revealed with significant linear concepts. If you need me to break that down, that means not streaming. A more uh, substantive framework is expected by Football Media Days, which is July 21st. Pac-12 leadership reiterated that any expansion decisions will be made after a deal has been agreed to. Dellinger continues, this puts San Diego State in a bind. The Aztecs must give the Mountain West formal notice of withdrawal by today to avoid a doubling of the $17 million exit fee for the 2024 season. The news from the Pac-12 board meeting, or more like non-news, signals that San Diego State is likely at some point to reaffirm its position within the Mountain West, that its original letter to the conference was not, in fact, a formal withdrawal. According now to Pete Thamel, that is indeed what has just occurred. San Diego State did notify the Mountain West that it will not be leaving, which sets up something very awkward because essentially the Mountain West announced that we are taking that letter as a notice of your leaving and we're going to hold you to the $34 million rather than the $17 million. Uh, This is what Thamel said today. Or 15 minutes ago, San Diego State is expected to deliver a notice to the Mountain West today that it will not withdraw from the league, as the school previously stated, that it intends to move forward as a part of the Mountain West. I am fascinated to see how this plays out because I still will contend if indeed San Diego State finds itself homeless because they did not have a formal offer. I think you can make the argument it's one of the dumbest things that we've seen in college sports, which is truly saying something remarkable, considering some of the decisions that have been made. I hope to God that you don't announce that you're leaving without at least knowing that you've got something up on the horizon. Also today, the Big 12 has signed and executed its long-form television contracts with Fox and ESPN for the TV deals slated to begin in July of 2025. The deal runs through 2031, according to Thamel. This is the formalization and completion of the deal announced in October, the process of which began when the Big 12 opened its negotiation window nearly a year earlier. The Big 12's attention now moves towards finalizing a data deal, which is expected in the upcoming weeks. So nothing further uh, on the nothing further on the conference realignment front. I am still fascinated uh, to see what happens to the Big 12. I just don't feel like the fact that they're not leaking numbers to me suggests that the number's not going to be good. And I suspect we could see here in, in the next couple of weeks uh, conference realignment really heats up. All right, let's turn our attention back to the Grizzlies. To Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal joins us next. We'll get his thoughts on what he's paying attention to as the Grizzlies begin free agency. Stick around, you'll listen to Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. G&J 
many guests appear on the Sissy's Log Cabin phone lines. We're back with the Giannato and Jeffrey Show, live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas on 92.9 FM ESPN. Michael Cole is the Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. You can also listen to his podcast. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's Locked On Grizz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you follow him on Twitter if you're not doing so already, at C. All right, DeMichael, we begin free agency this weekend. Will the Grizzlies have 15 rostered players on Monday? On Monday. Uh, that's a that's a nice date. Uh, I think so. We can go with that. Uh, I, I think they will. Uh, and I said that's a nice date because I feel like the Grizzlies are going to be one of those teams that, that lets the – I mean, it would benefit them waiting, yep. letting the market play out because – as we're seeing here, I was talking about this early in the week, but this Pistons move is, is another clear example of what I was uh, stating earlier this week. And that's the fact that a lot of these teams with cap space could opt to make trades. And if those trades are made that take away their cap space, because there are only six or seven teams that have uh, cap space. But if these teams trade for players, then that squeezes the amount of players who – are, who are free agents and can go get big money deals, which means uh, teams like the Grizzlies uh, are going to be battling more teams, you know, as a, with the mid-level exception available, as opposed to if, if these guys get uh, big money deals, uh, now you have, you know, there's a better chance you get a really good player uh, with the mid-level exception. So uh, I think Monday, by Monday, there's a good chance that uh, that final roster spot is filled. Do you think... What's the likelihood in your mind that they use the full mid-level exception? I don't think so. Uh, I, I, I think it's pretty unlikely. Uh, if if they use it at all, uh, it'll it'll probably be a portion of it, and yeah. I would yeah. I would expect that to be a one-year deal. Um, and that's simply because it would be smart. I mean, next year. The Grizzlies are, are more than likely. We see Tyrese Maxey and the reports of Tyrese Maxey in Philly. It sounds like uh, the Sixers are going to wait on a potential long-term contract extension with him. He's he's in the same uh, draft class as Desmond Bain, and I've highlighted him as someone whose a uh, contract would be important to monitor. You know, but still, it sounds like the Grizzlies are moving forward with you know the idea of extending Bain. So with that being the case, the Grizzlies are going to have a lot of money tied up into the team next season. They're going to be limited, even more limited than now, in ways to upgrade, uh, especially with the new CBA and the restrictions that come with that. So with all that being said, I think the mid-level exception could be very valuable to this team uh, next season, and uh, it'll it'll just be more, a little bit more important. Right now the Grizzlies have depth at a lot of positions, and uh, I think 
like Zach Kleiman said, don't expect anything too groundbreaking. You know, it's probably going to be a depth move here. Maybe another wing, maybe another guard. I'm leaning towards, you know, a, a guard to add more depth there with Ja being out and uh, that whole situation. How does they – I forget what the exception is called, but essentially because Ja's going to miss 25 games, they're going to be able to sign another player after Ja misses yeah. five games. So they'll essentially have 20 games to sign someone else. How do you think that kind of impacts what they would do with this final roster spot? Yeah, uh, that's if they, you know, decide to use that. You know, yeah. I mean, it could come into play basically like a 10-day contract, right? Yeah, it's essentially like, basically you get two mm-hmm. 10 days, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think I think it's a factor for sure because if you look at the roster, in my opinion, uh, the biggest need is is guard depth. It's based on just how the Grizzlies is based on how you know I think the Grizzlies think and how they constructed the roster. Everyone, I think, pretty much uh, believes that the Grizzlies uh, should get a forward. But if you look at the roster, they got a bunch of forwards. They don't have a bunch of guards. For example, I've kind of projected that the starting lineup could potentially be Marcus Smart. Luke Kennard, Desmond Bain, uh, for that 25-game stretch without Ja. And those might be, right now, the only three natural guards on the roster other than the two-way guys. Uh, you got Jacob Gilliard and Vince Williams. But you got John Contrar, who can, who can play the two, but he seems to be a little bit more effective when he plays the three. Uh, you got Zaire Williams, capable of playing the two in a pinch. But the rest of those guys are natural threes and natural fours, so – it would benefit the Grizzlies to get another player there to add uh, guard depth. I think that's the way they end up going. But to your point, that's a nice caveat uh, to point out because Memphis also could say, hey, we got this mid-level exception. Uh, there are a couple high-end forwards available. Uh, we go get one of these forwards, and then we can address guard uh, early in the regular season after five or so games. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're projecting, like, you know, we don't know how training camp's going to go, but isn't that kind of what you would project the opening night starting lineup to be? Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Jaron, and Steven? Yeah, uh, the feeling I've got is, so far, I, I really don't know what Taylor is leaning towards, but I but I do know the idea pretty much with that trade was to give the Grizzlies this option, yeah. to give Taylor Jenkins this option. That, that was the idea. The idea was, hey, the Grizzlies need a premier – a defender on the wing, so now it enables you to play Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain together. I think based off what we've seen from Luke Kennard, uh, you're fine with him stepping in as a starter for a 25-game stretch. But I don't know if you're fine with him stepping in as a starter alongside of Tyus Jones and Desmond Bain. Uh, you needed someone that's going to be able to guard the Lucas, the Devin Bookers, uh, the Bradley Beals, the Kawhi Leonard's, the Paul George, whatever the case may be. You need one premier defensive uh, wing who can take the toughest matchup each night. And Marcus Smart enables you to do that. Uh, Desmond Bank can hold his own on that end as well. And uh, you can kind of hide uh, Luke Kennard if you want to. You can put him on, you know, like they do with Ja, put him on whoever the weakest yeah. uh, scorer on the perimeter is and go from there. So now you have that option. And Offensively, I mean, I don't have to say too much about what Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard playing extended minutes together looks like. Uh, it could be a lot of fireworks. 
No, I mean, that's kind of the other thing. It's like, all right, early in the season, all right, go outscore them. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're just trying exactly. to kind of – you're trying to maintain. And Eric had, made water, the, yeah. Eric had made this point to, to me yesterday, and he's – you know, Eric certainly knows better than I do, Hasseltine, for those, for those that don't know. The Grizzlies' schedule, he's like, you know, it's not always, like, game for game, but it's like – it's usually pretty similar year to year. Like, and he's like, we, it feels like we always go to, you know, Boston and – in March, and like he's he was pointing it out, but if the Grizzlies' schedule reflects similarly to what it was last year, early, like the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies can easily survive this twenty-five games without like you know falling all easy. the way down. Yeah, easy. I mean, look at what they did without Jaron Jackson Jr. Right, and looking back on it, I think you can say that was a that was a significant piece that was missing based on what we. I mean, the guy came back and won Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, so. Uh, considering that Memphis was very much in the hunt. And I think even then, uh, even though they had a, a decent record, defensive rating-wise, they were middle of the league, around, I think, 14th, 15th or something, uh, when, when Jaron got back. So uh, that's a good point. I think the this, this strength of schedule early in the season definitely uh, went in the Grizzlies' favor. They played a lot of the weaker teams in the Eastern Conference very early. I remember uh, in this in this uh, past season, so maybe it'll happen again. In your mind, are they? In your mind, with this last roster spot, do you think they're going depth wise? Rather, like I guess this way, I'd say it. What's the likelihood that this last roster spot becomes someone that starts? You know, s- starts at the three during this twenty-five game stretch. Yeah, I think it's unlikely. I mean, is it what I would do? Probably so. Is it what the Grizzlies would do? I don't think so. Um, it's, it's just that's the two ways that I have to uh, kind of frame it because I think it would be, you know, uh, it would be a smart move to to kind of go get another small forward um, that that factors into you know that decision. But I think from the Grizzlies standpoint, again, uh, if you you can you're talking about a small forward that that could start you're probably talking about a guy that you have to get on the mid-level exception for multiple years. And in that case, uh, you know, you're factoring into the long-term future of this team, and you're not going to have the MLE probably available for next season and whatever the case may be. And I just don't think that's the preference. Uh, You have three, four guys who are capable of playing small four position. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people around here aren't super high on John Contrar, for example, but – the Grizzlies extended him last year. Yeah. They extended him because there is some confidence there. And uh, Jake LaRavia is another guy I talked to a lot of people, and uh, people expect a leap from him this season. It's, think Santi Aldama. Like, people are expecting Jake LaRavia to take a leap uh, this season, and that's a guy that I think could factor in. Maybe not starting, uh, but he'll factor into those conversations. Same thing, Zaire Williams. Uh, you know, he was hurt a lot of last year. Even – you know, outside of the games that he didn't play. He dealt with, you know, some tendonitis in his knee and things like that. And that's why the Grizzlies right now aren't going to send him, you know, out to summer league. He's he's focusing on, you know, um, recovering, being at full health uh, for this upcoming season. So uh, with all that being said, there's some confidence that, I mean, you drafted three of those guys in the first round. And one of them got a hit, right, between Roddy, LaRavia, and, and Zaire. You'd certainly hope. I mean, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, like that's like, yes, this front office has had success in the draft. It's usually been 
having success though on when guys fall to them. Like they, you know, with Brandon Clark, they figure out a way to to get Brandon Clark. They figure out a way to go get Desmond Bain. Yeah. Yeah. I still have questions about the guys that they've moved up to get. Like Zaire, I I can I am willing to sit there and go, okay, last year was just one of those years where the train never really got on the track because it yep. starts with the injury and it just becomes a lost year. Like I can that that happens in sports. We still haven't seen like flashes. Like, you know what I mean? Like we, we we know that he can run and he can jump, but you know, but with Laravia it's kind of the same thing. You know, he kind of fell on the depth chart. Then he gets banged up, but he did, you know, he showed plenty in the G League. But, you know, that's kind of why I'm interested. He's, he interests me the most at Summer League yeah. because oftentimes with Summer League, it's like not a, a pure indicator. But if you think about if we want to use the Aldama equivalent, like Santi really showed during Summer League last year, okay, maybe. And then I felt like, you know, early in the season, you're like, okay, this guy could be a, a nice piece for them. Like it does feel like summer league's the most interesting for Laravia. Yeah, if you if you remember summer league with, with Santi, I mean he had like two games where he just you know scored like twenty plus. Then he had a game where he kind of disappeared for a while. So it was some inconsistencies, but the highs were enough to kind of lead you to believe, okay, this can be a rotation player. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to ask any of these guys yeah. that we're talking about to be consistent. You know, fifteen points every night. Uh, 60 out of 82 games because that's what Jod is, Jaron. Um, you know, Steven's gonna, Steven Adams is gonna do, you know, his, his job. That's what the, those top end guys are for. Uh, you're asking these guys to, you know, once a week hit four three pointers. Yeah. Or, three, or something like that. And I think that's something that Jake LaRavia can be capable of. But, but getting to the summer league part of it, uh, yeah, it's huge for him. Uh, I remember when he first got to the Grizzlies. All right, I, I talked to Steve Forbes, his college coach, and just a lot of people who are familiar with his game. And then I talked with the people uh, who were out there with the Grizzlies in summer league, and everyone kept telling me the same thing. He's just got to shoot the ball more. He's just got to shoot the ball more. Uh, Steve Forbes was talking about how in college he kept telling him, like, man, you can really shoot the ball. You just have to shoot it more. And it wasn't that he was making the incorrect plays. It was the fact that he was making uh, – the, the 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 right play, it just was too right. Like, yeah. if you're a 38% three-point shooter and you got a guy closing out to you, why pass it to a guy that's shooting 31% that's wide open? You take that shot. Like, you're the better shooter between you two. So, technically, he would make the right play, but in reality, yeah. the right play is you're the better shooter. You should take that shot. So, uh, with Jake LaRavia, I think he figured that out in the G League. Took seven three-pointers a game. Uh, made it at around 36.5%, which I think was a decent clip. And now it's just continuing to grow from there. So that's what I'm I'm more interested in seeing in him in the summer league because the shots he gets in the summer league are probably going to look different than, than the style of shots that he ends up taking with the Grizzlies. I just want to see the volume. I want to see him go out there, take six or seven three-pointers a night. And, and with that, I'm sure he's going to make a couple at least. But if he goes out there confident taking the shots, uh, he'll be fine. But I'm sure you remember last last season in Summer League, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but there was a stretch, like two or three Summer League games, where he took less than five shots in all games. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it kind of was an indicator. Well, and, and I remember thinking, like, you know, we wanted to see him shoot because, like, you know, that was looking at the new toys, and there was a, a big part of that. Talking with DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal. Of course, he's on Twitter, at DeMichael C., is De- 
Is Dylan not? Is there a scenario in your mind where Dylan isn't a Houston Rocket? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Um, it, I, I think Houston is definitely the best case for him. Uh, I, I think it's it's the most likely uh, location, depending. You know, like Houston was 28th in defensive rating. They yeah. have good young guards over there, but none of them can defend at this point. So it's like he'd be the perfect guy to go over there and kind of shift, you know, culturally uh, some things around. But, again, going back to the cap space conversation, with all these potential trade options, uh, you know, being being mentioned, you know, and Kyrie, for example, taking a meeting with Houston, I don't think much will come of it, you know. But, but all these different players, I think there's a chance. Like, if, if Houston uh, – becomes a factor in the trade market, then that brings Dylan down to a mid-level exception player. And at that point, I think he just chooses a contender. You know, if Houston, Houston is a prime destination in terms of he can get a nice contract for two years and, and get paid, you know, pretty well and still be in the quote unquote prime of his career by the time his next contract comes. Like it makes the most sense from a long-term career decision uh, but if he's not able to get anything more than the mid-level exception, I don't think he goes to Houston. I think he goes uh, somewhere uh, where he can compete for a championship. I think that's still a, a desire for Dylan Brooks. The other thing that was interesting, so Jeff asked me this, and I'll I'll, I'll get your mm-hmm. thoughts on it. Do you think that the first time Dylan talks, he's gonna he's gonna trash Memphis and the Grizzlies? Because <laughs> on the one hand. He is at this spot where he kind of has to like rehab his image, yeah. and if you show like you're the you know take the high road, show you're being a, more of a professional. But the problem is like that makes sense to me, but it's also like the Dylan factor where anything's on the table. Like I don't think it's the most likely, but I still think it's on the table. How do you see it? Dylan's not going to change, man. I mean, Dylan is Dylan. Like um, it, it was, it was almost. It's clear as day when we were at the the exit interviews and and Zach Kleiman and Taylor Jenkins and and I think John Morant, all these people are talking about how the Grizzlies have to shift their image a little bit yeah. from that that trash talking perspective. And Dylan walks in there and he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep being Dylan. This is who I am." And and I mean, it's just it's it's who he is. It's part of his competitive edge, his competitive nature, and I think this is more fuel to his fire. You know. Memphis didn't want me back after, you know, the six years that I put in there helping reshape the culture and identity and things there. But I think just from a competitive standpoint, like we saw Tyus and Jaron Jackson, uh, I think some people may have saw it on, on Instagram, uh, you know, Jaron was talking about he can't wait to uh, get that switch onto Tyus when they go against each other. And, and Tyus was like, oh, I'm getting to that floater easy, you know, easy shot over you all day on that one-on-one. So, you know, there's that competitive nature in these guys. Like, you you practice and play with these guys all these years. I, you don't think there's a part of Dylan that's like, okay, let me – now I want to guard – I want to guard Dez. I want to guard Ja. Like, let me let me be the one to, you know, uh, to guard those dudes. Now, I, I think I think he, he probably won't trash talk to, you know, the organization as a whole much. But but I think he'll his mindset will shift to the point where – He'll talk about Grizzlies players just how he talk about other players. They say, "Oh, yeah, I can guard John. No, I, can I guard, I can I, guard I'm, Dez. I'm with you on that. To me, though, it's fascinating because of this. 
I think if if he doesn't like say anything publicly, I feel like he'll he'll kind of get a pretty good reception here. You know what I mean? Like when he comes back. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. It does feel like if he like the way that he could get like booed again, which again he may be thinking, hey, they booed me before in FedEx Forum. What what makes this difference? If he were to like trash the front office, like I feel like that could result in like it feels like right now everyone's made their peace and it's like okay especially if he goes to a place like Houston like okay I hope he does well like and you'll kind of root for him but it feels like if he trashes him on the way out that 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 that's just not gonna that that situation won't happen yeah yeah I agree I agree and then you know Dylan I mean for all of the you know for the way he was viewed as this this guy who half the fan base loved and half the fan base just couldn't figure out uh he did a lot of good things, you know, in, in Memphis in his time here. Completely agree. And especially with reshaping, you know, the identity, the culture of this team. You know, that, there was a shift that had to happen after those two dreadful seasons um, uh, that, that happened, and, and he was a big part of that. I mean, people still point out to me what he did in that Utah uh, first-round series, and I'm like, I can't, I can't make sense of how he played so well in that series. And then the next two years, you know, the way he played in the playoffs. But with all that being said, uh, I'm with you. I think, you know, Dylan will probably get an ovation and, and you know, be applauded for, for what he did here before he went before he went to Memphis over the over the course of those six years. DeMichael, we appreciate it, buddy. Good luck this weekend. Man, anytime, Jeffrey. Appreciate you. That is DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal. When we come back, we tell your story next right here on Giannato and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you the freshest seasonal picks. So no matter how you shop, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh. Or you get a 100% refund, guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Our summer festival continues with USDA Choice Bone-In Ribeye Steak. Just $8.99 a pound in the family pack with your card and digital coupon. Limit 5. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Golfers, tee it up this 4th of July at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for their huge red, white, and blue sale. Save 20, 15, or 10% on select items in every department. Bags, balls, shoes, clubs, apparel, and accessories are on sale now through July 4th. Come in and register to win a Callaway limited edition staff bag with head covers at every location. And it's all happening now through 4th of July at Edwin Watts Golf Shops. Home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1968. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. June is National Ocean Month, so it's a great month to help protect marine wildlife wherever you are. Remember to always cut up plastic six-pack rings. Better yet, reduce your use of disposable plastic altogether so that it doesn't end up in local waterways or the ocean. And look to participate in a local beach, river, or park cleanup. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? All 650 acquisition, V30,000 miles, 20 cents excess mileage, K5, PG21171, MSRP26152, Sportage, P1736, 96, MSRP27077, EV6, P560, O3394, MSRP50,325. Includes all rebates and incentives, must finance through Hyundai, excludes tax file and license with proof credit. See for complete details, offers valid through 63023. Dealer stock only, warranties unlimited, powertrain warranty. See Kia.com or retailer for details. Hey, Jeff Allen, I hear the summer sales event is up and ready to command the road at Gossett Kia South Mount Moriah. You heard right, Randy. The summer sales event is bringing you the world performance car. 2023 Kia EV6 Wind EP. 
EPA estimate range 310 miles now $4.99 a month. $49.99 do it signing. Plus a 2023 Kia Sportage LX only $288 a month. $34.99 do it signing. And a luxury 2023 Kia K5 LXS $299 a month. $31.99 do it signing. All 36 month lease. And you always get Kia's 10 year 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty. So whether you live in Horn Lake, South Haven, Olive Branch, or Memphis, you'll be happy, happy at Gossip Kia on Mount Moriah. 2680 Mount Moriah or KiaMountMoriah.com. Memphis Million is here at Southland Casino Hotel. Over a million dollars in cash, free play, and prizes are up for grabs now through August 30th. Come to Southland every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 4.30 to 8 p.m. Earn a scratch-off card to win free play, food offers, prizes, and bonus drawing entries. New members earn a free scratch-off card instantly when you sign up. Win your share of $75,000 in cash, free play, and prizes each week. See you at Southland Casino Hotel for the Memphis Million Giveaway. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. All right, for today's Tell Your Story, let's go to the... Harvard Athletic Director Aaron McDermott. A report from the Boston Globe found that the Harvard women's hockey team had former players that told the Globe they felt compelled to participate in hazing episodes that included forced alcohol drinking and sexually charged role-playing. The team engaged in a tradition known as, quote, naked skate, in which freshman players were told to, quote, do a Superman slide on the ice that left some ice burns, and bleeding nipples, according to The Athletic. In addition, upperclassmen urged freshmen during the team's annual initiation week to put condoms on bananas, fake orgasms, and act out skits that referenced their sexual orientation. However, when asked about the report, Aaron McDermott said, Our women's hockey team has not fostered a culture of hazing. However, it is clear that some traditions in recent years were experienced differently by different people, and not all were comfortable with those activities or with expressing concerns related to the program. Yeah, totally not hazing. Totally not hazing. It was just traditions. My thanks to Blake Topmeyer and to DeMichael Cole for joining the program. If you missed anything, it'll be up on the podcast shortly after the program ends. For Dennis, this is Jeffrey Sand. Thanks for listening. Keep listening. The Gabe Coon Show is coming up next. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Hey, it's Howie at Robert Irwin Jewelers. And during the summer of a thousand engagement sale, you can save up to 40% off your engagement rings, wedding bands, or anniversary bands. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com. Free financing. Look out, Mid-South, because at Gossett Mitsubishi on the Pike, inventory is arriving daily, and we're ready to put you in a new ride today. Need extra room this vacation? Get seven seats, 27 MPG combined, and your new 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander Black EV SUV, $449 a month, or the White Diamond 2023 Outlander SE, $33085, or $499 a month. And the winner takes all in 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander Plug-In Hybrid PHEV, 420 total range, 64 combined MPGE, 38-minute best charging time, $799. Five a month, and you'll always get Mitsubishi's 10 year, 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty. That's Gossip Mitsubishi, 1870 Covington Pike, or shop online at MemphisMitsubishi.com. If you want it, we got it at Gossip Motor Cars.
license excess mileage. Outlander PZ012158, MSRP 34555. Outlander SE PZ041164, MSRP 35585. PHEV PZ040302, 24 months, 12,000 miles per year. MSRP 48230. Includes all rebates and incentives. PF 695 excludes tax island license with approved credit. See dealer for complete details. Offer valid through end of the month. Dealer stock only. When I can't sleep, my mind just races. I think about work, the kids, but I don't think about taking melatonin because I'm afraid I'll feel groggy in the morning. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies has an optimal dose of melatonin for no next day grogginess, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake up feeling refreshed. <sighs> Zequel Pure Z's Gummies for better sleep like never before. And try Pure Z Sleep Plus Next Day Energy with melatonin plus extended release B vitamins. Have you heard about the game-changing jewelry store that's now open in Memphis and Poplar Commons? It's Genesis Diamonds. Genesis Diamonds, started by former diamond wholesalers who decided to stop selling jewelry to the stores and start selling direct to the public. No middleman, no nonsense, no pricing games, no pushy salespeople. It's the only store here with a nationwide low price guarantee. And the selection is mind-blowing. Hand-picked diamonds in all shapes and sizes, from a half carat to 20 carats, and case after case of earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets, and the most impressive selection of luxury pre-owned Rolexes in the state of Tennessee. If you're getting engaged or thinking of jewelry, for any occasion, your timing is perfect. The nation's leading direct diamond importer has finally arrived in Memphis with values you never thought possible. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.